This is a special holiday episode of A Little More Conversation. Happy Canada Day, everyone. Uh, we're taking you on a road trip this year to mark July the 1st, our national day. What better way to celebrate this great country than with some suggestions of places you could see this summer if you decide to stay at home or stay close to home or even travel quite far, but still stay within Canada. We've been highlighting some of what you can see. If you head out this summer, we began in Ontario. And after stopping in Manitoba, we continue our journey west tonight. Of course, you know the geography. You know what that means. Our next stop is the land of the living skies, Saskatchewan. Lots to see there this year. And joining us to help us through the third leg of our journey is Amy McKinnis. She's the Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Tourism Saskatchewan. Welcome to our road trip. Happy Canada Day. Thanks, Ben. Happy to be here. So this is, uh, I guess everyone's gearing up for what will probably be a busier summer than at least the last few. Are you anticipating uh, a lot of visitors this year? We're hoping to see a real boost. I think in the last couple of years, um, you know, our residents have really embraced uh, exploring their own backyard. And we've seen, you know, a lot of visitation within, sorry about that, within the province, uh, you know, residents getting out and exploring new areas and trying out some new things. And so we're hoping to see some of that continue this year. But we're also um, hopeful that we'll see a boost in that domestic visitation with people, you know, from neighboring provinces traveling through as well. So given that uh, folks that in the province itself have discovered some new stuff, what would you recommend if someone's coming from somewhere else? There are obviously things that people know about uh, the cities and so forth, but where else would you recommend uh, for, for good family vacations, for instance? Sure. Yeah, it's always just a matter of getting off that highway. Sometimes, you know, people are traveling through on the number one or something, and it's a little bit flat. And, you know, if you just travel off the main road a short distance, you can, you're in for some really amazing surprises. You know, we always encourage people traveling through the southwest to, you know, head down and, and go through Maple Creek, discover Cypress Hills Interprovincial Park, um, you know, and the amazing experiences available at Grasslands National Park in both the, the west and east blocks. It's truly, you know, a unique experience. It's Canada's only prairie park. Um, it's the darkest dark sky preserve in all of Canada. So amazing opportunity to see those night skies without um, light pollution and some of those animals, um, you know, who are nocturnal as well. The East Block is great for fossil finds and amazing hiking, whether you're, you know, the Valley of a Thousand Devils on in the East Block, or, you know, maybe you've got your cycle, your, your bikes uh, with you on your road trip, the Badlands Parkway in the East Block is a brand new um, paved parkway all through that East Block. And it's a great way to see the park. And how far is that for, for those who, who, who don't venture off the highway too far? How far a, a detour is that from uh, if, you're, if you're coming through? Sure. I mean, you can be in Cypress Hills off that number one highway in, a, in about a half an hour. And it's kind of, you know, people are, are very surprised you're traveling along and it's prairie and you come over the hill and it's you've got, you know, these lodgepole pine forests and you know, it's that highest elevation point between the Rockies and Labrador. So it's a real surprise if people get off, get off the road. Um, you know, it's a couple more hours down to grasslands, but it's really well worth the drive. People can definitely tack on uh, a trip to the T-Rex Discovery Center in East End. That's where uh, Scotty, um, the largest T-Rex was discovered. Um, there's some great destination dining in that area, like the Harvest Eatery in Shonovan. So, you know, Saskatchewan is just really prime for that road trip, getting off the beaten path and, and exploring. Um, any advice to those who do it? Uh, obviously, provincial parks can be busy uh, in the summer in Canada, lots of uh, competition for camping spots and so on. Uh, what recommendations do you have to those who want to head that way, whether East Block or West Block? 
Yeah, definitely, you know, head on to those uh, the national parks or the provincial parks reservation sites. But if you're not lucky enough to get a spot there, there's great regional parks all over the province. I really encourage people to try out some of the regional parks. That's some of the, my favorite places to, to camp is those little regional parks. Um, and there's a lot of great um, community campgrounds and private campgrounds as well. So Saskatchewan is... Um, you know, we're kind of spoiled for choice in terms of the, the number and type of campgrounds we've got. So there's always something. It's just maybe people aren't always thinking about anything beyond that provincial or national park. Yeah. What kind of advice do you have for, for those who may be so used to just sort of, have, you know, campgrounds are, are obviously a rarity in some parts of the country and you really do have to book in advance. But if you have lots of options, I imagine it's just a question of picking the right one. So what kind of advice do you have for travelers to pick out a good regional spot or a good municipal campground uh, in your neck of the woods? Sure. You know, if you're looking for a little bit more information about what you can expect from those campgrounds, um, you know, a really great thing is actually just to contact our travel counselors. We've got um, a number of travel counselors kind of standing by all throughout the summer. We can reach out to them by phone or chat. Um, or by email and you know they know the province inside and out and they can really um, provide some sort of insider knowledge on you know what might be a good fit for for you or a place you might not expect or maybe a little hidden gem if that's what you're looking for as well. What about for families are there any uh, any recommendations this summer for for family vacations those who may be uh, looking to to uh, maybe not necessarily maybe go right to Saskatchewan for a family holiday? Sure. We've got a, a really great um, mobile exclusive challenge that we're running all throughout the summer. It goes into September um, called the Explore SAS Challenge. People can go to our website, tourismsaskatchewan.com. We have a link there to sign up. But there's nothing to download. It's not an app, but it's a really fun challenge. There's over 40 locations in the province that you know, families can kind of make a game of it and, and build their road trips around it. You can check in to those locations. You There's savings and discounts um, available. And then those that um, those check-ins, those people that are participating each month, they're in to win um, gift cards for uh, at tourism uh, industry members in the province. And then there's a big grand prize um, for the Grey Cup. There's a Grey Cup Festival prize package in the end for those that kind of participate throughout the summer and get to all of those check-ins. So it's a really fun way to, to kind of see the province and make a bit of a game of it with the kids. I had a look to see, you just have to check off each place you go to, right? And there's, yep. there's, some, and there's some, really, some interesting ones in there too. Yeah, there's some great attractions. We wanted to make it really accessible to people. So there's lots of attractions and museums and, and different places like that. And, and some, you know, just something for everyone. You did have some cool accommodation stuff on your on your website as well. I noticed you could stay in a grain bin. I've been I've stayed in a yurt, but I've never stayed in a grain bin. <laughs> yeah, it always seems like those unique accommodations are the most popular. Um, even when we do, you know, a content piece or a social post, anything that's sort of that unique accommodations always really does well for us. So yeah, a live sky. Uh, lodge near Rosetown has the grain bin accommodations. That's those are lots of fun. They also have other accommodations, like you can stay in a converted school bus. They call it their schoolie and the coolie, I think. So those are kind of fun. Um, the parks, as you mentioned, the yurts. Our, our uh, provincial park system has some alternative accommodations. So there's yurts, camp easy. So if people really aren't big campers but they want to try it out for the weekend. Camp Easy makes it, you know, they've got everything set up and you kind of just have to show up with your your bedding. Um, and we even have at a Buffalo Pound Provincial Park, we've got a new um, hammock camping this year. You actually stay with friends or family in a whole kind of interconnected web of hammocks, which is really cool. 
That does sound great. <laughs> I'm speaking with Amy McKinnis. She's the Vice President of Marketing and Communications for Tourism Saskatchewan. We're on our Canada Day road trip today, and we're stopping off in Saskatchewan to find out what's happening there this summer. Lots going on. I understand, of course, we're going to talk about festivals after the break, but a uh, big 50th anniversary for one of the big uh, summer festivals in, uh, in Saskatchewan this year, and we'll get to that after this. Our guest on our road trip this half hour as we cross Canada on this Canada Day is Amy McInnes, the Vice President of Marketing and Communications for Tourism Saskatchewan. And we're finding out all about what you can see lots if you get off that highway. There's a lot still a lot to see in the province. Uh, a big, obviously, lots of festivals going on this summer. Uh, I, I'll ask you about the big ones, but a 50th anniversary uh, for Batoche Days as well, which is a big one if people don't know about it. Yeah, we're really excited to see those in-person festivals and events coming back online for the summer. I think everybody's kind of missed getting together to to gather and to celebrate. And so Back to Batash is a, an amazing um, celebration of Métis culture, food and music. It's taking place from July 21st to 24th this year. And again, it is their 50th anniversary. We've got lots of great music festivals happening as well. Um, you know, even in smaller locations outside the cities, obviously Regina Folk Festival is a big one, but we've got the Nest Creek um, Festival. It's the 30th anniversary of that festival happening in mid-July. That's, uh, you know, in the near north part of the province. And then, you know, the Gateway Festival in Van Gogh is a great little music festival in a small community in the south. So, yeah, we're really excited to see those festivals. Yeah, tell me more about those last two. I hadn't heard of them. Yeah, there's, you know, Saskatchewan has a really um, vibrant music community and Nest Creek has been, um, you know, just kind of a, a wonderful gathering of people for so long. And they've got their their traditional Nest Creek Festival, but they also have a number of other um, music festivals and art related um, festivals that happen throughout the season as well. So it's a really fun, neat place, um, kind of up near Big River. And then the Gateway Festival in Ben Goff, that's, uh, you know, another small, Ben Goff is quite a small community, but they've they've had their Gateway Festival running for quite a number of years. And it's kind of a different experience, much more wide open experience than Nest Creek, but lots of fun. Country Thunder too, another big one? Yeah, we should, we will see Country Thunder uh, return. Everybody, um, things will get busy around Regina for sure. People buying cowboy hats and and things like that. Hopefully they can leave the rain boots at home this year. And we've got some good weather come mid-July for that. Uh, for those who, uh, sort of the, we- the any weather sorts of activities that one can do, because that's always an issue as well, if you do get a bit of rain, um, where should people look to to go if, in fact, uh, the weather isn't as good as perhaps uh, they had hoped that, that day, for instance? If you're probably, if you're just in one of the bigger cities, I'd imagine. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, our larger cities and even some of uh, like our smaller centers and smaller communities have wonderful um, museums. Um, you know, if you're in this, the province of Western Development Museum Network, there's locations in Moose Shaw, Saskatoon, Yorkton and North Battleford. Um, those are phenomenal. Um, if you're in Regina, it's home to the Royal Canadian Man of Police. So the RCP Heritage Center is in Regina. Um, so that makes for a great afternoon. They're actually resuming their sunset retreat ceremonies on depot this summer. Um, they haven't been happening with COVID. And so they're um, a real amazing spectacle of kind of that pomp and pageantry related to the RCMP with all the cadets dressed in their red surge. And so really looking forward to that. But yeah, plenty of opportunity to get in and you know, if you're in Saskatoon, the Ramey Modern Art Gallery um, is sort of an unexpected experience in Saskatchewan. It's home to the largest collection of Picasso lino cuts uh, of anywhere and amazing um, traveling and, and changing exhibits as well. 
And I imagine, I mean, I wouldn't recommend this to travelers in every province, uh, in every area that they're going to, but certainly if you're in Saskatchewan, it's worth seeing a football game, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a big year for us. We're hosting Grey Cup. So we're excited um, heading into November and and the festival that will take place leading up to the game. So lots of rider pride um, in Saskatchewan. Um, any advice to travelers? Though? I mean, we, we know there's more people coming back this year, uh, that it's been uh, that staffing has been an issue everywhere across the country. What advice do you have to people heading to Saskatchewan this summer, just in terms of planning ahead and making sure they know where they're going and, and not sort of, um, you know, and, and what to expect when they get there in terms of, uh, of just accommodation and availability and, and so forth? Sure. It's, you know, it's always good to to plan ahead and call ahead. As I mentioned, our travel counselors are always available to help people actually plan out their trips and their itineraries. So that's good. Um, you know, there may be changes if you visited before, there may be changes since COVID in terms of, you know, each individual business, how they're operating. So it's always good to kind of reach out, check the most current hours if there's anything that people should um, should know about. But uh, it's it's kind of business as usual. Everybody's really excited about this summer. You can kind of feel it within the industry. Um, we're excited to have a good summer. And I always ask this, Amy, but um, just for you, what, what what's your favorite trip through Saskatchewan? What's the one that you would tell that you would tell someone if they called you up and say, where should I really go? Where should I? What's the one place I should definitely not miss if I'm there? You know, I think um, there's some amazing Indigenous um, tourism experiences that um, that are available and in development around Saskatoon. We've got our Kitchiota Indigenous Destinations Group. So that's uh, Wanaskewin. This is their 30th anniversary this year, actually. Heritage Park, uh, Dakota Dunes and Beardies at Okamasis. And I think you know, heading out to Wanaskewin, just outside of Saskatoon, it's just an amazing, uh, beautiful place. They've got some brand new baby bison, of course. That's always a favorite um, if you've got kids with you. I was just out there the other day for one of their Hanwee Moo dinners. And, um, you know, I always enjoy going out to Wanaskewin. They're working to become a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it, it's definitely worth the trip out there. Dakota Dunes is close by to Saskatoon as well. I like staying out there. They've got a wonderful uh, hotel, rooftop pool. They've got a, a lovely golf course, but they also have Indigenous cultural experiences um, available throughout the summer. And so it's definitely, you know, worthwhile making a bit of a circuit. You can kind of use Saskatoon as the hub if you like. But um, And then looking forward to, to the developments happening out at Beardies and Okamasis, which is coming online um, soon with some some glamping accommodations and some theatrical performances and cuisine. So. And these are all That's things what I would say that people probably wouldn't maybe know about as much, but it's yeah. definitely well worth building a, a trip around. And these are all fairly quick trips from from uh, from Saskatoon. Absolutely, yeah. It's all just you know within a half an hour kind of thing. So, so you can just drive right out and, and stay in Saskatoon and do that. Absolutely. Uh, that's so. Uh, and, and just so people know, if they want to chat to someone about uh, traveling to Saskatchewan this summer, uh, you're, you, have, you do have people you can chat with online. Is that right? We sure do. Yeah. TourismSaskatchewan.com. There's a link there to um, with, you can chat uh, live or via email. Amy McInnes, thank you so much for joining us on the road trip tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks so much.